Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban. And I'm Sandra Priestley. Welcome to our podcast. And this one is going to be an exciting one. I know. I don't know what we're going to say. But Who knows? It is. As we sit up next to the bar, we're going to have some awesome conversation. Yes. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I, today, uh-huh. you know, I don't drink very much. And so I was going to have tea and then I was going to have coffee. And then, but I had this bottle of Josh Rosé. Oh, and I know you love Josh. So I, I used it in my cooking last night. If uh-huh. you can believe. Okay. And it was so good. I made butternut squash ravioli in a burr blanc sauce. Mm. Okay. It was fabulous. And it had a little bit of like, I think a quarter cup or a third cup of Josh Rosé in it. Um, But that is what I'm drinking. And it is pretty damn tasty. I know, right? Really nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. What are you drinking today? Oh, I'm mixing it up today. Um, I have a little peach water. Oh, yeah. In my pretty little cup. Did you put a peach in it or like peach? Just peach flavored water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, no, I've I've got work to do when we get done and I need to be clear headed. Nice. In order I, to do work. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we should have moved the podcast later. <laughs> right. Oh my what? gosh. What a great week. We had an eclipse. We had an eclipse, man. You know, I gotta say, I walked through it. Uh-huh. Like I was on walking on water. However, (laughs) one of my children did not. And Uh, what's interesting is as I sat there, I was sitting there and I was thinking, man, like I made it through the eclipse so well and he did not. You don't say those things. (laughs) Wait a minute, right? And then, yeah. Then I realized I was struggling as well. <laughs> because, yeah. oh man, you know, so more Abraham, more hypnosis, less fear. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. Did you put the glasses on and go look at it? I, did I put the glass? No, because yeah, it was pretty cloudy here, but also um, we couldn't see like there was in the States, there was like the ring of fire that you could see, but we, we couldn't yeah, we missed that here. You did not. Oh, okay. But we could, you put on the glasses and you could see it overlap. It was the coolest thing ever. It was super, really? super cool. Yeah. Oh. I've never, I've never put on glasses to look before. And I, I did a little, well, I can't remember when, but I have yeah. in the past. And it yeah. was super, super cool. When the kids were a bit younger. Yeah. It was cool. really I had, I'd sent Paul a message early last week and said, Hey, when you go to the store today, will you pick up four pair of glasses mm-hmm. um, for Saturday? And he said, sure. So he grabbed them and I had to work. I had to go into the office. So I took mine with me and oh. then just kind of kept going outside when it got to be around 11 ish. And I was seeing p- things pop up uh, from friends saying that yeah. it was here. So I'd oh, go man. out there between patients and put them on and, um, cool. and loved it. it. It was neat, but talk about bringing up emotions and 
bumping up against things and people that you interact with Mm -hmm. that you have issues with Mm -hmm. you think everything okay I'm just gonna be nice I'm gonna be nice and then you bump up again and it's like oh it's that (laughs) right it was very much like I it, it was very much um an interesting intense Yes. Astrological. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So it it really was. But, you know, I do believe that all of these, like a volcano, right? It's like there's things that are bubbling under the surface that make you think are all settled and they need to erupt. Like, I believe that cleanse everything out. So, you know, we've made it through, I think there's like four eclipses a year. So we've made it through them before. Okay. And we will make it through again. This one's good too. However, on, on the Saturday though, I, so it was my birthday and I turned 52. Woo-hoo. I know. And my daughter, uh, well, my kids and Pam bought me a Nespresso machine for my new kitchen so that I can have Fancy bistro-like coffees that are quick to make and easy yeah. to make. So they bought me an espresso machine and I went into the Nespresso store when I was, I had driven to Edmonton and oh my gosh. Okay. As it turns out, I love luxury. Oh, like yeah. I'm surprised Richard Gere was not in there serving me my coffee. Because when I walked in, I thought, oh, it just, it felt so nice and it was so classy and there was no like real half register, like long, like there were pedestals with computers and, and people that were standing at each one of these sort of glass pedestals with all of the coffees, like underneath the glass. And when I went to walk in, I walked in the store and there was a security guard there trying to guide me and I get it. So I'm thinking, okay, what, what's happening here? And he guides me to my own personal shopper, like my own pedestal. And this woman was so kind and so nice, asked me what I wanted. I said, I didn't know, I just got a Nespresso Virtuo. And so she was so wonderful, so helpful, and it just felt special. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you know, I would invite you to go and have a cup of coffee. So then you go and you have a cup of coffee at their coffee bar, no matter what you want, they will use whatever pod you want to try and whatever you want in, in, inside of it. Like if you want milk or whatever, mm-hmm. And it's like a full cup of the most amazing coffee. Not just here. I'm going to give you like a tablespoon, sip it and go. Right. But here's a sip. Experience. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow. Mm -hmm. What if we all treated each other like that all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that though. Like not every single place do like do people treat you like that like do employees treat you like that not every environment is that way Mm -hmm. but also we don't treat each other like that on 
the road mm -hmm. at a football game. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. Yep. Like, what if we just all had that sort of kindness and gentleness and respect for each other? Well, and the thing is, is that unfortunately, we can't control them. Mm -hmm. But we can choose to show up that way. And we can vibrate it that way because we're going to... And then to we'll get more of it. Yes, we're going to attract people that vibrate in that, at that frequency and just like this idea that we get back what we're vibrating yeah like we get back the frequency that we emit mm -hmm. so it's yeah. just powerful right anyway so well, we were talking last week i think after the podcast uh -huh. telling me a quote about yeah. like in 21 23 mm -hmm. we'll be gone so you you say what you were saying because you say it much more beautifully. <laughs> I wish I could remember because it was, when I read it out, it just felt so powerful. But basically this Facebook post said that in, in 100 years, by the time it is 2123, no one will remember who we are. We will be buried with our friends, some of our families, maybe with our children around us and the only thing that we will be is possibly a photograph on the wall yeah. maybe not even yeah. that's all we will be is a photograph on the wall and possibly a distant memory mm -hmm. and so with that in mind why are we hiding right why are we worried about being perfect before we show up because no one's going to fucking remember it. We have, and it, it's like, if this message keeps coming back to me over and over all year long this year, but you know, that we have a finite time on this planet. Yeah. So why would we play small to get to the end of our life and then look in the mirror and go, who could I have been if I showed the fuck up? Yeah. Yeah. Or we cut ourselves off at a certain point in life mm -hmm. because we're too old. Right. I'm just waiting to die. Yeah, it's true. You know? Why are we not living mm -hmm. our best life and creating up until the moment we go poof? Well, and I had a conversation with someone the other day and they were talking about whatever, I, I don't even remember the example, but it was like some interpersonal conflict that they were going through. Mm -hmm. And I had this like bird's eye view of the world in this moment. And I said, you know, we make a lot of small things, big things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in five years, this won't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. So spending more than five minutes on it, it's just pointless. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we tend to like breathe into a problem like it is the biggest, baddest problem they've ever seen. Yeah. But it's, it's really irrelevant in the long term of your life, in the long term scheme of, you know, the next hundred years. Mm -hmm. It's so minute and we're spending so much time wasting our peace on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because if we would put the energy 
that we're putting into bitching and moaning and whining mm -hmm. and making excuses and all of the stuff. And fear. And do it, yeah, in fear. And into doing something that we love. Mm -hmm. Into building something. Whatever. And that looks that's going to look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine where we would be if we would funnel that energy in there instead exactly. of into our pity party? Uh, yeah. Poor me. Mm -hmm. or, you know, I, I, it, it boggles my mind. I know. And I think, I mean, it is the dopamine hit, right? It's like yeah. we, we get this sick, twisted high mm -hmm. off of the story and the fuck yeah. up shit yeah yeah and we worry so much and we make a big deal out of nothing and we worry about things that haven't happened mm -hmm. and we, and we it's real yeah and we feel in that moment that it's mm -hmm. happening so we're tormenting ourselves over something that has not even happened yet exactly. i i have a a coaching client who is now coming to me for some hypnotherapy mm -hmm. and she has a grandson and he, he had some cancer like in oh. his colon. He's mm -hmm. eight Aww. a year ago and they got rid of it. Everything's fine, but he has some condition that the doctors are like, yeah, he's eventually going to get cancer and die. That's just what's oh. going to happen. He, she comes in today and she's, sobbing and I'm like what's wrong and she said we just got the test results back and there's no cancer I was like well of course there's not any cancer right oh no 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 he's gonna get cancer and he's gonna die and I'm like but he's healthy now mm -hmm. and it was it was interesting watching her in her loop because her daughter is very much, if he gets a headache, she takes him in because she thinks he has brain cancer. Like she is on high, high alert right now. And I was telling her, I'm like, you're going to have to dial it back and it's going to feel really, really bad because you're not going to be able to support her talking about this and all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's going to die. He's going to, you can't go there with her. Yeah. And you can't go there. If, if it, we're all going to die one day, we are all going to die. Are you going to spend the time you have with this kid worrying about him dying? Or are you going to be making sure he's living? Right. And when I told her, I said, you know, that worry is just a dopamine hit. And yeah. I kind of held, held my breath when I said it, because you know, that can go one or two ways. <laughs> yes it's it's hard to hear because it, it's almost like wait a minute you know people can take it like you're shaming them for yeah. creating and then they they sit into it and go oh no I'm gonna double down on this bitch but she didn't good for her she went oh and it was it was an aha moment mm -hmm. for her to be able to realize she can create the time that she has with him yeah. however she wants it. Does it want to be sad and, oh, honey, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Yeah. And, and the reality is he could live. The doctor said he could live to be 70, but oh. when he dies, 
he's he's is probably going to be cancer oh my gosh and i'm like he's eight he's eight 62 years of fear yeah and i said what is it teaching him and how are you teaching him how to embrace life if you are bungeed up worried about what if it's cancer what if it's cancer i mean it's you know remember um I don't remember if it was 2020 or if it was 2021, but I remember saying, I think it was on one of these podcasts that we have done, but I said, if the cancer, sorry, if the COVID doesn't kill us, the fear certainly fucking will. Mm-hmm. And I, I really see that in myself. It's really coming up for me again, this like uh, feeling of, of worry and fear and the thoughts coming up and me having to really work through them to release them. Mm. And, and it's not easy because we think we have to think about all the potential pitfalls in order to figure out what we would do if they did happen. But 99% of the shit that we worry about isn't going to happen anyway. And And, so. And it doesn't happen like we think it's going to happen. Oh no. So it doesn't really matter. We're just wrapping our, our current zen possibility right we're just wrecking our now yeah um but i read something i think it was abraham and because i'm like really into abraham right now and it was like how did it, it was it was something like make a habit of focusing on or practicing the frequency of miracles Like, what if we practice the frequency of miracles? Mm -hmm. And so when I started doing this and I started to really, I started practicing like feeling into miracles, feeling into faith, but more so than that, like, what if the most wildest, best thing happened? Like vibrating at miracle level. And I started, when I started doing that, my journaling changed to forgiveness. It was super interesting. And what happened was when I started journaling forgiveness of all of the situations that, you know, miracles, Mm -hmm. things that don't seem possible. Yes. And they're completely unexplainable started to happen. Mm -hmm. So for me, vibrating at a frequency of miracles, somehow I intuitively knew I need to let go and really vibe into forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just this magical formula. It is magical. Mm-hmm. You did that. And we can all do that. And we all do do that at times, but we call it, oh, I was just fortunate. Right. It just mm-hmm. happened to me. We don't like look and go, I fucking just did that with my focus right? or allowed it. Mm -hmm. Because if you were sitting in fear or anger or judgment or whatever the emotion was, you wouldn't be looking in that direction at that particular moment to see that miraculous thing take place. Or somehow that miracle I would like 
throw shit on. <laughs> you know, somehow. Oh, it's I'm, too good to be true. That's not real. No way. It's got to be something bad, you know? Yeah. And yeah, we don't, we don't need to do that. And it's almost like the forgiveness part opened up me to receiving the miracles. I feel like it was more, it was more like receiving them instead of yeah. allowing them. And I don't know that there's a difference, but it just felt like the miracles were just outside my reach and all I needed to do was receive them. Yeah. Yeah. Allows the same, I guess, but I don't know. Receive was in my mind. And well, and I do want to say, yeah, forgiveness is not for the other person. No, you're not saying what you did is fine. It's all good. No worries. You're just saying, I'm not going to hang on to this feeling and keep myself from fully showing up in life anymore. You're off yeah. the hook. Like go yeah. do your thing, go live your best life. I might not ever want to see you again. But I actually, I also was spending some time in forgiveness of myself. And it felt as though I was, I really love this concept of like having a human experience in this body, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like having a soul, having this like knowing what to do, but then also having the human mind that's like the fear generator, having, you know, a human experience making mistakes. And so it felt like my soul forgave my human for being human. Yeah. It felt so forgiving and beautiful. And it opened me up to miracles. As you're going through this process, because I know for me, like really going back and having to forgive myself for things. And my biggest thing was trying to understand why I did the things I did and made the choices that I made. Mm. And it wasn't that it was anyone else's fault. I wasn't like I was trying to say, okay, if I can just have someone to pin this on, yeah, <laughs> I'm off the hook. But mm -hmm. it was looking at just life, the way life happened to me. And yeah. as a child, what I made all of those things mean about me Mm -hmm. And then that it really influenced how I showed up because of who I thought I was. Right. And once I really started breaking it down, no one did. Well, my parents did not do anything to me intentionally. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like there was a malicious, let's get Lee. But yeah. there was a lot of things that happened to me as a child that, that I did, I made mean all kinds of things. So yeah. that's sort of on me in the mm -hmm. sense that I didn't have the tools at the time, mm -hmm. but it was the forgiveness was interesting because it was more of a, well, honey, of course you, that's what you thought. Right. Not a, this happened to you. Be mad mm -hmm. at that. You know, it, it was, it was, of course this happened. Like what else yeah. was going to happen? That's how you learned how to get to where you are now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, Interesting. It's the human mind is mm -hmm. like so interesting. I yeah. 
am just fascinated by the way that we think, the reasons that we think, the, the things that we think, and how we have control over everything, even though we think that we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can have peace in the most chaotic environment. Mm -hmm. Not that I, you know, as I'm saying this, I also understand that it takes some fucking work. Oh, yeah. I'm mean, currently still in renovations, <clears throat> number 877. And but, <laughs> but Sandra, we're still in renovations too. <laughs> we're creating something. Exactly. But what I was going to say is like, I've really, really noticed how my environment, how the clutter, the, the things that are not put away because they can't be. I've really noticed that it's affected me more than I thought that it would. And so in moments where my, in, in months where my environment is, has been messy, I have really had to focus more on intentionally making sure that my mind wasn't chaotic. Yeah. Like I felt like I've needed to do more work to keep, um, to keep focused, to, to keep balanced. And previously, you know, if my environment was relatively calm, it was like calm was on a default for me. Mm -hmm. And so now I notice that I have to work a little bit harder at it. But you know? you're showing yourself that you can, even in the midst of chaos. Oh, you yes. Calm yourself. And it, I think I said this last week, but it's been such an, an amazing awareness for me. This year of yes has also been the year of like heightened awareness and a remembrance of where I, I used to be. Um, things are like coming up again for me to remember mm -hmm. how far I've come. Yeah. And it is like this process of realizing that not like I haven't gone backwards, but I'm here again to like um, deepen the lesson. Mm -hmm. And because I've moved through it, I know how to. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going to be okay. And what you can share with your clients because of what you've been through is oh, yeah. because yes. you can see them on the brink and you'll go, I recognize that. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is how I worked myself through it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this, I feel is very much about me up leveling as a coach mm -hmm. and having a different sort of understanding and depth and knowledge and channeled information as a result of me being um, you know, moving through some tough stuff, mm -hmm. it just feels like, a, I don't know, next level of power. It was, it was your next step to that mm -hmm. next level. And if I think we all sort of move through it in these ways, but sometimes we feel like we're victim to the circumstance mm -hmm. instead of the this idea. Feeling. This is happening for me. Mm -hmm. What's coming? Yeah. I need to clear the path for mm -hmm. how exciting, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All in that that framing of it. It is. It is. And it's amazing how you can, nothing can change but your mindset. And then everything changes. changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've I've got a coaching client and she is a powerful manifester. Mm. I mean, this woman has manifested so much money. It it blows my mind. Um, and she gets these visions and she goes after them and she does it and she builds it and it yes. is unreal. Well, she's in a spot. And in fact, let me put it this way. In the last 30 days, she had to manifest, I want to say $80,000. Mm-hmm. And she did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was interesting because it was about week three and I'm, we're on the phone. I'm like, how's it going? What's up? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, I've raised like $32,000. Um, you know, I've got another week. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do, but it's all going to be fine. She wow. wasn't really concerned. And then she goes, you know what? While I'm thinking of it, let me just check on a few things. And, oh, this account has this much. Oh, I can just take this. And then I just got somebody just I gave someone a loan in, in the building that she owns. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they just paid me back early. Isn't that interesting? And wow. anyway, within five minutes, she found the rest of the money. Oh, and <sighs> it was just like, okay, that's done. That's taken care of. Like she's magic. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, but now she's in a spot where she's feeling like not enough money's coming in. Not enough. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? That, mm-hmm. that thing thing we do. And I was telling her, I'm like, you can't look at what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Like, because that's where you're stuck. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What, what do you want? And I said, you know what? Enough. I'd asked her to do some homework and give me some things so I could get a, a hypnosis session ready for her. And right. she said, I forgot about it until we got on the call. And I'm like, then I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And so I went through and I've got another appointment with her tomorrow to, to take her through it. And she's like, thank you. But it's like, she needs relief so badly and it's right there. And she knows what to do. I've seen her do it mm-hmm. many, many times, but I can also, and we all do that, right? Yeah. We, we get ourselves in a pickle and we're like, well, I can freak out or I can figure a way out calmly. Yeah. Yeah. And we figure a way out and then we're, you know, we're, we get back there and then we, we lose it and we need the focus. So I'm, I'll have to let you know next week how it goes, but I'm super excited to give her something, another tool. Well, I have clients as well that, um, they can manifest incredible amounts of money. Mm -hmm. They need to, Mm -hmm. but if they don't need to, the energy, the frequency that are that they're emitting is comfortable and meh, you know? 
And so it's like the, the energy that they're putting out isn't something that is a manifesting energy. It's like a manifesting uncomfortable where I'm at. And so I've had, I've had coaches who have said, you create, if that's the way you manifest in a sense of urgency, you create a sense of urgency, remove all of your money from an account, only look at the one that you're looking at and panic. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like fun to me. Like, why don't we change the manifesting signature away from urgency and into like fun surrender gratitude, which is what mine is. Like, yeah. how can I make this more fun? How can I be grateful for where I am right now? And how can I surrender to how it's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. And any time that, that, that I have managed to manifest the crazy stuff, it's always because I'm in only those energies, fun, surrender, gratitude. Yeah. And I stay there as much as I possibly can. And I play with what would it be like if this happened? What would we do? Where would we go? How would this be? And daydreaming. Yeah. I think that's what Abraham calls it. But it, when I really want to get in that mode, yeah, I will go look at homes like in areas I think that Logan might end up. Oh, I've looked at nice. some in Florida. I've, and I don't look at homes like our home. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at like $2 million homes. Yeah. And just imagining this mm -hmm. could be the baby's place to play. And, yeah. um, oh, there's a pool and a hot tub that works. I found one that has a massage room nice yeah and it's is that what I really want eh, I don't know I mean I, I I could go there but it just feels so good to imagine what if right what if who knows exactly we spend so much time in the what if it goes wrong instead of the what if it all works or oh that could never be mm -hmm. I can never have that exactly I hate people that have that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but we are out of time. Hard. Just like that. So like thank you, Sandra. This was awesome. Mm -hmm. Have a great week. And um, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday on the Happy Half Hour. Bye. Bye.